Blog Talk Radio. For all the news you need to know, welcome to the Beautiful Butterfly Show, where great people and great topics are brought together for stimulating and thought-provoking conversation brought to you by the Vibration Radio Network. Welcome, everyone, to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. I'm your host, Bianca Fly. Sorry for the technical difficulties. Man, BTR didn't want us to be great today, but that's because we have a superstar joining us this afternoon, you guys. And I'm talking about no other than Arthur Laconia Renee. And she's on, you guys, and she's bringing us her book entitled Jewel of a Hustler, an Urban Love Story. And so today you're going to get to meet this author, find out all of the great things about her, as well as what she has in store for 2018 for her readers and supporters. And if you're out there, maybe you got a question or a comment you want to ask her, feel free to call in. The number is 347-326-9139 is the number. And if you didn't know, the beautiful Butterfly Radio Show is brought to you by Vibration Radio and YRN 1328. So we're always appreciative of our supporters and our networks for constantly holding us down over the years, you guys. And so I'm excited um, to bring our guest on here. She is uh, pretty much like family uh, to the show. So we're not going to delay any longer, you guys. We're going to bring Arthur Laconia Renee. You there? And Bianca, you pronounced my name wrong. It's Lathonia. Lathonia. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Lathonia. I don't know why I said Lathonia. Mm. Okay. Right. I have no idea. <laughs> but welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm okay. How are you? I I'm I'm okay now that I'm able to get through. I had to uh go get um the iPad and everything uh because everything else wasn't working, but uh I'm glad that we made it through and thus far. And so, uh I know the folks out here are eager uh to find out who is um Lathonia Renee. So tell the folks who she is and, and what she's about and what she's bringing uh to the literary game. Well, first off, surprise, Lasagna Renee is really funny, Giovanni. <laughs> um, I decided to uh, rebrand because I figured I had a lot more to offer. And mm-hmm. quite frankly, you can't really retire from something that you love to do. But um, right. I just decided to write up under my government name mm-hmm. um, as well as a part of rebranding, but as well as a personal and spiritual journey. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, like, make me over and make me nice in my Tina Turner voice. 
Absolutely. And so for you, uh, what do you think brought about this change? Because everybody has been reading um, a lot of great uh, books um, by um, Sonny Giovanni. And so what? when was that moment uh, that you decide, you know what, um, I want to restructure this. I want to rebrand this. I want to come from a different angle. It's like looking at a fine piece of art. Let's say yeah. um, basically you get all of this clay and you're molding it and you see something so hideous, but everybody else is saying this is so beautiful, and right, you just say right. forget it, and you just start tearing it down to re, you know rebuild. That's basically what it was for me. Hearing that oh, Sunny has like fifty plus books out, and you're awesome, and this, that, and the third. That's not what I saw necessarily. Also, uh, there have been a lot of moments in my career where I didn't get to do certain things as Sunny Giovanni. There are a lot of moments where I have scarred my brand, and mm-hmm. I will be totally honest about that. Like, everybody knows between 2014, uh, you know, 2015, whatever, I didn't used to be a nice person. Like, I was a straight savage. But I felt like <laughs> that brand was too wounded. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whether it was certain things I didn't get to do or certain things that I did the incorrect way. So, to me, I saw this ugly bus that yeah. I was sculpting and I just said forget it and pushed it off the pedestal now I have to make a whole other one right right for you um because oftentimes like you said referring to how you 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 were and how you came off at individuals and I know that you have um a heck of a support team um, of fellow authors mm-hmm. and friends around you, um, some people who are able to, you know, pull that coattail like, hey, we, we need to bring it back. And so when did, when was that moment that you discovered or did you get insight from that circle of supporters that say, hey, man, Sonny, you, I mean, I love you, but, you know, we, we, we're getting too deep um, into this right now. So when did, when did that coattail get pulled to show you how you were coming off, um, as people, or did you already know how you were coming off as people? It was me. Um, when you go back, well, when you log on to Facebook and you see like your Facebook memories, like don't get it wrong. I don't have any yes women or yes men on my team. Right. Right. I do have straight riders, savages, but it got to a point where I'm looking at my own memories and I have to like delete certain statuses because I'm just sitting back like, what was I going off about now? Like, shut up. But it was that moment for me. Like, this is truly an ugly person and I don't want to see this anymore. I don't want to see it in my brand. I don't want to see it in me. And mm-hmm. that's just what it was. I'm glad that I have supporters um, on right. my side who were just like, yeah, this is pretty much a good idea for you at the moment, but take it easy and recall all the mistakes from last time so that Mm -hmm. you don't make those same mistakes. Absolutely. And and one of the things um, I do enjoy about you is that you're very open and transparent about things you're going through, whether it's personally related, whether it's with your book, whether it's with um, your health, whatever, Um, you have just become a very transparent and open um, author um, and writer and creator right. and so what made you want to want to be that way because a lot of times we don't always see that raw and that open side of authors we see okay here's that book 
here's me promoting, here's me at this festival, this and that and the third. What made you say, hey, you know what, I, I want people to be able to see who I am and what I go through. Right. I didn't want anybody to think that I was bionic. Like, right. this is all I do. I wanted people to know that I am a human too. Like, I get right. sick. I get fed up. I get angry. I get depressed. I get sad. Whatever the case may be. But I'm made of flesh and bone just like you. I'm not above any reader, any author, or whatever. I'm just like you. So I'd rather be open and to show that than to have people thinking a whole different thing about me. One of my life's mottos is people won't have an opinion about you unless you allow them to have an opinion. And the only opinion I want people to have about me is, damn, she real. That's it. Right. Absolutely. Because you have been um, in the literary industry for so long, um, and you've seen the ups and the downs, and and people come in, and people who have uh, created longevity and create, you know, and just expanded throughout. For you, uh, what has been your personal, your own personal great moment that you have experienced thus far uh, by being in the literary industry? Uh, it's a lot of them, though. I think my first one was releasing a book on my own, and I looked on the world charts, and mm-hmm. I had beat Stephen King out for a number one spot. I screamed. I cried. I had to screenshot it and put it up on Facebook <laughs> because I couldn't believe it. Kept hitting right. refresh. But um, my second greatest moment was being able to announce a retirement and yeah. see so many passionate reactions, but to link up with somebody like Keanu Nicole at Major Key and come up with this idea to write up under me as in myself. Like, there is no more cloak. I'm not hiding behind a false name. Mm-hmm. It's right. me. Like, you get me. There is no character, no persona, no nothing. You get all of me. And then right. we put our heads together and we come up with this. Well, Kiana's an awesome marketing um, person, period. Like, she promotes <laughs> day in, day out. So to have that on my side when a lot of people in this business think that, oh, your publishers just want your money. And right. I've been through three other publishers before. And they think that, oh, it's all about, you know, quantity over quality. Well, with Kiana, mm-hmm. that's not the case. You know what I mean? And, um, that to me to feel like there is no worry, there is no stress. This is actually the first time I've released consecutively and not had a complaint or worry. I haven't been paranoid. I haven't been hopping all over the wall trying to micromanage. I've been good. So I think the second greatest moment in this business is to have my first release through major key and not have to be a bitch about it. Right, right, absolutely. What have you learned? Because oftentimes we, we've had authors come through here, some who are seasoned in the game and some who are just starting out. And you talked about, you know, being with publishing companies where uh, where some people, you know, are just another number on the roster, you know, and they're right. not uh, supported in the things that they do. Um, how do you, How do you keep 
from becoming just another author on their roster? Uh, what do you believe pushes you to want to stand out beyond just, okay, I'm a part of this publishing team. I'm a part of this, you know, this production. What makes you want to stand out above, you know, those, you know, um, who you are on the same page with? Me. And I say that because I'm my own worst enemy. So yeah. I'm willing to support any and everybody. But at the same time, I have my blinders on. Like, I have right. to constantly be better than me. Like, you right. can release 50 million books. But if they're all the same, then you ain't moved nowhere. I have to constantly be better than the last book I dropped. I believe that you have to release, like, the last release was exactly your last. Like, you have no other choice but to continue to go forward. I refuse to fail, so I'm very hard on myself. And I think that's where a lot of people in the business get it misconstrued because a lot of times, especially in the urban industry, it's almost like it's a race. Like, who can release the fastest? Right. Who can release right. the most? Right. Who can come up <laughs> right. with the most ratchet title or eye-catching right. title or whatever? It shouldn't be like that. You should only be worried about you. Because at right. the end of the day, it's about you and your brand. It's not about this person versus that person. It's about you. And if you worry about everybody else, you <laughs> might end up being like yeah. everybody else with the same title, same storyline, all of that. When I get writer's block, I literally go back and read some of my older work. I can't read anybody else because I wow. have to figure out, one, how to get out of this writer's block. Two, how do I make this book better than the one I wrote three or four years ago? You see what I mean? And so mm-hmm. that works in standing out because I'm constantly being better than me. I can't mm-hmm. worry about everybody else. Right. Absolutely. Do you think it's easy uh, for some authors to get caught up in that, what you were talking about, just releasing? Okay, I'm releasing this book. I'm releasing this book. I'm releasing this book. And they're not really worried about the product. Um, in which they are delivering to their readers. Do you think that nowadays it's easy for authors to get caught up in that hype of, well, let me just see how many books um, I can release. Forget, you know, if they're actually some of some substance (laughs) that I'm releasing. Most definitely, especially when, um, well, I'm not going to necessarily say when they're with a company because I've I've seen it happen to independent authors. When you are Right. right in the middle or you're in the eye of the storm and there's so much going on around you, it mm-hmm, either mm-hmm. will make you shrivel up and right. get discouraged, or it'll make you panic and just take off full blast and you release mm-hmm. the lesson. Like, I remember me doing that. Like, in 2014, I would release four and five books a month. Right. But I wasn't too much worried about everybody else. I had mm-hmm. this selfish ambition of, right. okay, how many books can you write and edit in a month, and then release. It was this right. competition with myself, but at the same time, I have my best friend in my ear going, you need to slow down before you burn it out. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. I have significant others saying, I think you need to take a break, and I wouldn't listen. And it's the same yeah. for other people who are looking at everybody else and what they're doing, and they think that, oh, this is easy, because if y'all notice, we have a lot of readers who are turning into writers now who really can't right. turn out that quality like they thought they could and they think it's easy because we make it look easy. So they come out with five or six books in a month and they popping them out, but they get one star reviews. That's because you were paying attention to everything else that, you know, was going on with you and you panicked 
and you jumped in the middle of traffic. Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, what I want to do is um, I want to take a little break, and uh, when we're going to come back and we're going to talk about um, Sunny actually taking the, that step uh, to rebrand herself, but we're also – um, got some questions from some listeners. And if you're out there, um, feel free to call in if you've got a question or comment or just want to show us some love today. 347-326-9139 is the number. Um, as well, we're going to get into Jewel of a Hustler um, as well. So we'll be right back with more, you guys, uh, right here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. What do you get when you fuse together a smooth, debonair man with an explosive volcano attitude? Mr. Quincy O'Reilly, a man living a secret life that he has perfected in keeping a secret. With his hidden profession, that is how he would prefer it to be. Who doesn't like the element of surprise? A true businessman by day and mysterious man by night. Will he be able to maintain the two without getting caught? Innocent and sweet doesn't mean powerless. Just ask Kaylee Jack, who has now had the chance to encounter meeting Quincy. Driven to stake claim in the one man she wants, she tackles the obstacles thrown her way. Determined that nothing will stand in her way could be deadly. What happens when Quincy's secrets are revealed? Who will be set free? Who will be pulled deeper into a mysterious world? Or will the lies and secrets destroy anyone in its path after the smoke from the gun has cleared? Check out Quiet Storm by Arthur Deidre Lachey. Available on Amazon.com and www.blackbeautypresents.com. And welcome back, everyone, to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. I'm your host, Bianca Fly. And this afternoon, we are on with Lasagna Renee, you guys. And uh, I'll tell you, uh, <laughs> I've definitely uh, been struggling with this name. You guys who know me know I'm an overanalyzer. Uh, but anyway, um, when it comes to um, Lasagna Renee, tell us how different or is she different? From Sonny Giovanni. Well, Sonny Giovanni used to be such a cloak for me. Right. Um, honestly, I wasn't always the most liked kid. I never knew what it was about me coming up. Like, I'd rather read a book, write poetry, or write my own short stories than to right. worry about fashion trends or who's dating who or whatever. And right. I was that outcast. Like, I was literally shunned. I was such a weird kid in the middle of the hood that it wasn't even funny. Um, And I was made fun of a lot, so it kind of put me in my own world. And I had this bravado. Like, I would just pretend that I was okay when I wasn't. And one day I stood up for myself, and (laughs) it was 
so different. I had done my hair different. I wore a pair of gray contacts to school that day. And that was the birth of Sunny Giovanni. It was this costume, this mask, this full-on protective cloak that I wore for the rest of my life. And I realized that this whole persona helped to ruin your career. Even though you have made wow. a lot of money off this name, you have made, right. you know, a lot of connections with this brand via Block Talk Radio, you know, on Tumblr, on Wattpad and whatever. Right. But it's right. ruining you. <laughs> it's a lot of things in your life you have to let go. The older you get, the mature you get, you can't always stay the same. So why not just finally take off the cloak and the mask and say, forget it. I'm going to be me, and you're going to get me. I'm still weird. I'm still goofy. I'm zany. I'm serious. I'm soft. You know, I still love unicorns, but I don't have that persona with me. It used, it, it, it turned into a crutch, basically. I don't have that, that crutch anymore. Mm-hmm. So right. I'm just me. And on this whole spiritual and life-changing journey that I'm on, right. I find that to be, you know, beneficial. I would rather come at my God or come at my friends and family as me instead of just right. pretending all the time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, when we get into uh, Jewel of a Hustler, um, an urban love story, and when you made that transition to write under lasagna, did you have that moment or that process of thinking, well, how are people going to perceive lasagna versus what Sonny brings? Um, Did you kind of battle with that in your head on how people would perceive you writing under this name um, versus to to the one that they've always known you as? Oh, no, no, that wasn't a worry at all because, for one, a lot of people didn't know at first that Lasagna Renee was me. And right. like Kiana went on this promoting <laughs> spree. And I think the cover got a lot of people's attention and then the character Definitely. visual. And Definitely. Um, when it like burst at the scenes that, oh my God, Lasagna Renee is you. And it was, I was chill. <laughs> so, okay, there you go. You you know right. it's me. You know it's my writing. So do what you used to do. Support. It's me. It's just Absolutely. a different name. Absolutely. So uh, take us a, a walk through um, Jewel of a Hustler, um, an urban love story. Uh, what made you, because um, for those who have read your other works, you always bring us, um, I, I don't know, you always bring us characters that people can get easily attached to. <laughs> for some reason, yeah. always. <laughs> you always have that effect um, of bringing characters that readers can get easily attached to and you just, oh my gosh. So when it comes to Jewel of a Hustler, um, tell us a little bit about some of the characters we are going to meet um, when we read Jewel of a Hustler. Oh my goodness. Let me just say, I took like a two-month hiatus <laughs> after uh, my last release in August under Sunny Giovanni. So uh-huh. I had a lot of time on my hands, <laughs> a lot of time. And anybody who knows Sunny Giovanni, they know that my way of thinking, my imagination is so broad. So I right. wanted to incorporate a lot more satire in my writing than I did when I was with Sunny because I found right. my writing close to the end of my career being so bland and 2D. So inside Jewel of a Hustler, you get, 
um, Jewel, who lost her family and has to relocate from California to Alabama. And she's so straight-laced and she thinks she has everything figured out. And even she pretends that everything is fine, even though, you know, her brother and father passed away. She runs into Adre. Adre is this bullheaded droid for his mom's company. <laughs> and um, he's the ultimate big brother. Like, he smothers his younger brothers because he thinks he has to pretty much protect them as well as his mother's dynasty. And when you get two egos that collide, right. it's not really a pretty picture. I also <laughs> didn't give you the same love triangle, confused, innocent girl, because innocent Jewel is not. Um, she does have an interest in Adre, but not as much as she does with um, Osiris, who is a, a top-notch athlete. And then you dig into the family. You have Adre's mom, pretty Penny Keaton, who is the wicked witch of Alabama, basically. Nothing happens without pretty Penny knowing. Um, you get to meet his father, who is uh, Polo. He's basically a ghost. Like, nobody's ever had the chance to see Polo, but he's an OG. He's a gangster. His brother's... Um, Kane, who is uh, the baby boy, he's uh, 16, he's a spoiled prince, whereas Braxton, who's 17, he is the more uh, book smart, I love science and math more than street life. So you get all of these elements in one book, and it's just one beautiful tragedy to see how mm -hmm. everything plays out with them, because it's lies, it's betrayal, it's family secrets, and so forth. It's just beautiful. You just got to read it. I can't get to it too much. <laughs> because when it comes to this, you, you and, and like I said before, you've always managed to create, <clears throat> excuse me, characters uh, that people have always been able to um, draw a liking to um, and even find that in the midst um, of these characters, they see, you know, these, these characters are actually like some people I know and thus far. Right. I, where do you draw your inspiration to create um, such vivid characters that people, because I just reading um, in the past other books that you've written, um, you've had some readers who've gotten upset because you've killed off somebody, you decided oh, yeah. you were going to get rid <laughs> of them. Um, and so. How do you come, you know, how do you get inspired to create such vivid characters that have a way of, you know, tucking at those readers' heartstrings, so to speak? I sometimes think when writing a story, because I freestyle, I never outline a book. I always freestyle. Mm -hmm. I think about what's going to make my girlfriend mad when I'm writing. She's my <laughs> alpha reader. Well, I always read to her, you know, she doesn't like to read herself. But I think about what I'm about to read out loud to her. What's going to really piss her off? Like, what is going to make her yell? Mm. And I have to put it in the book. I yeah. have to incorporate it in the story. Because she gets so invested in the books that she gives me this raw emotion right in the middle of reading. Most of the time, I can't even get through an entire sentence or an entire dialogue before she goes on a full-on rant. But when that happens, I know I have goals. If she can sit there through an entire chapter without saying a word, I know I have an issue. I got to go back and tinker with some stuff. Because when it gets on Amazon, other people are going to have that exact same reaction. As far right. as the characters, I draw them from people that I know or 
people I haven't so much as written about, but they have to be believable. Like a lot of people read about the Superman, this dude got shot five times in the face, and, you know, he still survives this, and then they still fall in love and get married. That's not believable. I mean, maybe if it didn't strike his brain, but... No, they have to be real relatable, and I love it when people read it and they think about, oh, my cousin Benny is this way and so forth. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. And so, of course, um, Jew of a Hustle, you guys, um, an urban love story um, is definitely available on Amazon. And there's actually a part one and part two to this book, correct? Correct. All right. And so part two releases on uh, the 29th of this month. Awesome. Awesome. And so one of the questions that we have uh, from Amanda, Amanda from Atlanta, uh, she says, when writing um, an urban love story, um, oftentimes Mm -hmm. people um, always know how books are going to end. However, with you, uh, your endings always seem to be those unpredictable endings. Is that always your intent um, as an author? That's a good question. Always. It is always my I don't want you to be able to predict the the ending of my book because if that's the case, then you're going to get mad and you're going to leave me on one side and be like, oh, I knew that was going to happen. I have to think when I'm writing the book, I have a system and a lot of my author friends are finally believing me after four years of being in this business, um, I flip a coin. And a lot mm-hmm. of author friends come to me and they be like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And I'm like, do you have two situations? And if mm-hmm. you don't, we just going to keep flipping that coin while I'm on the phone or while we're on video chat or, or we instant messages until we get down to two solid choices of that ending. And then we're going to flip that coin again and see what we get. But it cannot be predictable. At all, readers hate predictability. Absolutely, absolutely. Destiny uh, from Ohio, uh, she wants to know uh, what has what have you found to be the best way to promote your book? Uh, she says, as an aspiring author, I'm always going to book events, book openings, book signings, um, and seeing people promote their books that way. However, um, sometimes they don't always get the sales that they want. Uh, what are some of the right. best ways to promote your book? From the comfort of your own home, first of all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, social media really plays a big part in us promoting our book. Um, right. Facebook has, well, actually, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, they have these, um, these ads that you can pay for, which you right. don't really have to break the bank. To promote, right. like I spend probably twenty dollars every release on promoting on Instagram, Twitter, and, mm-hmm. and uh, Facebook. But you always want to plug yourself. There are a lot right. of readers groups catering to specific genres. Um, plenty of book clubs that have groups that will let you promote um, mm-hmm. in their groups. And then there are always promoters. Like I know a handful of great promoters, like Liz Venable. She's really good. Um, Crystal Alexis. They're really good. It's mm-hmm. just so many ways on social media to really get the word out. Also, character visuals. I didn't want to do that. I kind of felt silly doing it back in May, but I did right. see an increase of myself with finding a model that closely resembles yes. one of yes. the characters mm-hmm. and plugging mm-hmm. that book cover, you know, side by side. 
and put right. like a preview. Readers really eat that up too, so there are a lot of ways to help yourself get out there. Absolutely, great advice. And so we got a um, caller here from area code two eight one, last digit six five eight eight. State your name and where you're calling from. My name is Reginald. I'm calling from Houston, Texas. How are you doing this morning? We're doing great. How are you? I'm doing fine. Miss Renee, how are you doing today? I'm okay. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. I enjoy your book, and I wanted to ask you, what are some of your goals that you have planned for 2018? That's one. Also, how do you find the inspiration to challenge yourself to take your writing to another level? Good question. My goals um, for 2018, I plan on becoming a lot stronger than what I used to be in the past. That's my number one goal, most definitely. Um, I don't have a specific amount of books I want to release in 2018. I just want it all to naturally flow as stress-free as possible. As far as challenging myself, pushing myself, I'm always going to go back to reread and see what else I can strengthen, whether that's plot-wise um, the storyline, the twists and turns I may have put in an, an older book, um, character attributes most definitely, but it all starts with me. I have to keep pushing myself in that particular way. What I have found from a personal aspect, actually speaking to uh, several writers, is that the most challenging thing is to become not complacent when they're writing because right. we have a tendency that we have a lot of book readers out there who fall in love with a particular book or a particular author, and mm-hmm. they gain such a groundswell of becoming comfortable. As I like to use the analogy, like Linus' blanket, we become comfortable and cozy mm-hmm. with that particular author the way they have a tendency to dramatize their books, and they don't want them to change. And at any time in your writing, has there any fear that's leaked in that I've already built up a certain fan base and they like what I'm doing, but I want to kind of change up a little bit more and add a different spin on a lot of my books. Do you fear any kind of backlash that a lot of your readers won't be too receptive to that? Oh, definitely. Um, I think my number one fear is what if they just trash this entire book? because they have become complacent with what I've done in the past. But at the end of the day, I have to breathe and think about where I'm trying to go and accept the fact that sometimes readers just won't follow you if you've done something wrong, but you may gain others in the future. Without question. Mm-hmm. I've always said, you know, a race is not a, you know, it's not a sprint. It's always a marathon, but I want to wish you continued success to you. I want you to have a very wonderful Christmas and a very prosperous New Year, and I want to thank both of you ladies for allowing me to get on the line. Thank you so much, and thank you. God bless. Awesome, awesome. And um, 
uh, speaking um, of you were talking about uh, becoming stronger than you were in the past. What I want to do is I want to take a break, but we're going to come back and uh, we're going to talk uh, with Lasagna about her new spiritual spiritual journey, what it means to her, what it means to her going forward um, as a writer, as an author, as a business person, um, and into the new year. So we're going to take a little break, you guys. Don't go anywhere. Don't forget, you can continue to call in with your questions or comments. The number is 347-326-9139, or you guys can continue to hit me up on Facebook at Bianca Fly, and I'll be happy to ask your questions live here on the air, you guys. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with more right here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. Hey, everybody. How y'all doing? This is Lyrics Brown, author of the Law to the Hustle series 1 and 2, also author of the Devil's Calling Card 1, 2, and 3, all available on Amazon. And when I'm not writing, I'm listening to Bianca Fly here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. Y'all be easy. revolution coming a mixture of jazz soul and funk always brings New Year's things. Uh, so why not check out a literary affair uh, taking place in Gaffney, South Carolina that's taking place March 9th through 10th um, 2018. Um, this is brought to you by Arthur Ms. T. Uh, this is their first annual um, book festival. Um, authors such as Blacktop, 
KF Johnson, Lynette Edwards, Clever Black, and Shadris Denise uh, will be in the building, you guys. Uh, they will also be having vending tables. And this will be um, an opportunity for readers and authors to connect as well, uh, taking place once again in Gaffney, South Carolina, March 9th through the 10th. Uh, feel free to go to www.aliteraryaffair.net uh, forward slash event details uh, to get your ticket today as well. Feel free to connect uh, with Arthur uh, Ms. T. Um, on Facebook as well, and she will help you get tickets and uh, be able to set up a vendor's table uh, to sell your books and your products um, through the Literary Affair Book Festival, you guys. And so, of course, today, you guys, we are joined by Lasonia Renee, you guys, and we've been discussing her book, Jewel of a Hustler, um, and just her transition um, as an author, as a writer. Um, and so one of the things um, I wanted to do this to discuss um, is this new um, spiritual journey um, that you have taken upon. And we touched on it briefly early in the show, um, but I wanted to talk about specifically what it means to you and what made you decide, um, I want to try something new. I want to try something different. I know early in the show we talked about uh, the person you you used to be and how people perceived you. Uh, But as far as when it comes to your spirituality, that peace of mind, that inner peace, what made you decide that, you know, Lasagna needs some restructuring (laughs) in the inside and and mentally? It's simple. Um, Last year when I was diagnosed with ketoacidosis, diabetic ketoacidosis, Mm -hmm. you hear, well, specifically me, I heard three times in a row, May, June, and July, you're going to die. That last time I heard it, I felt nothing, absolutely nothing. And that's the scariest part about it, when you're just, like, so nonchalant about it, and you're like, okay, kids are going to be taken care of, whatever. And then you find yourself having a conversation with God, and you realize, this is the last time we really got down to talk. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I haven't had a long discussion with the creator until it finally dawns on me, this is your last time. Like, you've been in the ICU for four days straight. This is real. Right. It's serious. Your family signed off on papers in case something happens to you. Um, so it has a start there. And I realized when you go through, like, Facebook memories, a lot of my friends have even seen this in their lives. In the same exact month, that you're going through something probably two, three years later, you see a Facebook memory come up and you see that you went through that exact same thing, this exact same day or within the exact same time period, two or three years prior. It's residual karma. How can you stop residual karma? And that was the biggest question for me when I made a promise that I would not go back to the hospital. It was the fact that you have a lot of things to change. A lot of people who claim to be friends, I cut them off simply because you catered to the monster that I used to be. You catered to the workaholic I used to be. You were bringing me drama and throwing fuel on fire when that's not what I needed. I needed the people who were really going to keep me on my P's and Q's and to help me not make these same mistakes again, so that when I do look at Facebook memories or Google Remember This Day, I won't be going through the same thing. 
um, right. I realized that at some point it's about my kids too. I don't want my kids coming up how I did. I don't want my kids ending up how, you know, I ended up with the, the whole world is against me attitude and I'm this big, bad boss bitch, but I have nothing behind that to prove that. You know what I mean? Right. So right. to change this ugly person, you really had to go in and take all of that out and cut off all of those five wires around you that help to fuel this ugly person you were. And I noticed the more I cut people off and the more that I remained positive, the more that I have people like Tiana in my ear going, breathe, slow down, you know what I mean? It started to show itself. I started to be a lot less stressed out. I stopped worrying about a lot of other things. I pray more, I meditate more. It just means everything to me because I see a bigger change in me as well as everyone around me. Absolutely. You can't keep living the same life. You have to eventually grow and let go of a lot of anchors if you want to really see that change. Absolutely. One of the things you mentioned <clears throat> about uh, having to let people go and cut off your connections with people, and sometimes you know, we find that people have a very hard time with that. Um, And it's almost that some people want you to stay in the same spot Mm -hmm. forever. You know, okay, I know she's been this, this badass, this say whatever, do whatever type of person. And she's just from one extreme to the next. And so people continually want you to be that person. However, when you have that moment in your life, where you are wanting that change, you're wanting to restructure how you look at life and how you want to go forward. Other people can't handle that. So sometimes we get flack from people. Oh, you know, mm-hmm. we, you know, quote unquote, we're trying to be brand new. We're trying to be on some new ish and this and that and the third. And people don't understand. If you don't have mm-hmm. people around you that are growing, you ain't got no good people around you. Like if people are just, (laughs) you know, staying the same and it's nothing wrong with, you know, having that person who they may be the same because they all may always may give you that good solid piece of advice. You know, that type of characteristic is great. But if it's something that like you said is adding fuel to the fire and only bringing you down and is not, you know, pouring into who you are as a person, then you simply don't need it. And so I think people, have to get a get get out of their feelings a lot of times and and understand that sometimes you know we simply grow apart we 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 grow apart right. from people and we can't you know continue to allow these people to dump um all of this mess and negativity into our lives and so you know it's always good to have those moments of clarity and just that peace of mind um at the end of the day like you said you you have children you know, you have children and you, you didn't want them um, to see this person, you know, that you were continue to be and didn't want them to live that life and have things occur with them that may have took place with you. And so as we proceed um, into 2018, I know you talked about um, some of your goals overall. What is your outlook just for you? Um you know, going through this personal journey um, to now we're putting out uh, the books with LaSonia Renee. What is your outlook that you have personally for 2018 when it comes to just the structure of your life and and how you want to proceed forward? 
I have already made goals. Like, yeah. I have not so much as goals, but I've made plans, and I'm already yeah. taking steps to ensure that those goals are met. Because we can make right. goals all day long, but if we don't do anything to make sure they're met, then it's like you wasted your time. Um, just touching on what you said about the friends, my thing is, and I tell everybody this when they ask me about friendships and ending them or whatever, I always say if that bird is not of your feather, then they don't need to be in the flock. Period. I know it's hard to cut people off, but if you want to see growth in yourself, let somebody go and see how well they handle it. If they got to catch an attitude or they don't understand, and it's just not meant for them to be there, you know? Right. But right. as far as me for 2018 personal life, I will be engaged this year. Like, I had to sit back and think, like, why am I always single? Why am I always, you know... Like, what is with me? Right. But I, right. I will be engaged this year. Like, I'm not telling her what I'm proposing because then that's going to mess up the surprise. But um, <laughs> coincidentally, our first year anniversary is coming up, actually. this is a, It's been a minute since I've been Aww. in a relationship this long. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, as far as my books, I am most definitely, like, fighting tooth and nail to mm-hmm. put as much energy in my books as I can because 2018 right. is also going to be the year for my films, and I can't wait for that because <laughs> I'll be writing, producing, and directing my own, and I love it. Absolutely love it. It's so beautiful. Um, I'm also moving to Atlanta this summer, so I'll be networking right. and rubbing elbows with a lot of people. I can't awesome. wait for that. Um, that's pretty much it for my 2018. And I have a good team behind me, so, or I wouldn't say behind me, but surrounding me that, you know, I know that I'm going to meet these goals. Absolutely. Absolutely. And for you, uh, for those aspiring authors, for those people coming up um, in the literary industry, what would be your words of advice, what you have learned, um, and what you strive to apply um, when it comes to being an author? You are an artist in some type of fashion. Mm-hmm. How you choose to express your artistic flair is completely up to you. It right. cannot be measured or structured by anyone mm-hmm. else because it's your imagination and right. it's your passion. Do not listen to the people who say that you can't, you won't, you never will. Mm-hmm. If you want to hold on to it, I advise you use it as fire under your ass to keep on going right. because nobody okay. can tell you when your expiration date is. How you act accordingly will determine your expiration date. So be humble, be passionate, keep striving, Keep that determination up, and you'll survive in this business. There's your longevity. Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. We have a <clears throat> caller here, um, area code 312, last digit 0042. State your name and where you're calling from. Hey, this is Crystal Lexus calling from Chicago. Hey, Crystal Lexus, how are you Hey, Bianca. Hey, Sonny. I'm good at you guys. <laughs> You got a uh, question or comment for uh, Lasonia? I do. Let me ask you a question. Okay, I'm an author. Mm-hmm. I wrote five books and I did five anthologies, one of which I co-founded with Yara Kalima. 
But mm-hmm. I kind of set my writing career to the side because I wanted to focus on, you know, getting my company off the ground, Sizzle Sassy Productions. So now everyone knows me as being PR. They know me as being a graphic artist. They know me as being a marketing strategist and a book promoter. Mm-hmm. My question to you is, I'm looking to rebuild my brand, Crystal Lexus, and start back writing books. In your professional mm-hmm. opinion, do you think that I should write under Crystal Lexus or should I write under a pen name? I'm torn. I don't Almost know. definitely. Most definitely write under Crystal Lexus because it yeah. doesn't matter how big your brand is. Like I know musicians who write up under you know their stage names, and they do other things like model and have shoe lines and all of that stuff. Your brand uh-huh. is big. Like, my Sunny Giovanni brand was that big. I mean, I didn't do marketing, but I had so many things up under that Sunny Giovanni brand. Can't nobody tell you how big you can and cannot be. That's bullshit. Right. I call it bullshit, like, right there on that. But most definitely, right? And I don't think it's, I don't think you should have set your writing career aside professionally. Like, anybody can get in a good 500 words. I mean, I write 3,000 words, an hour, you know, per hour on average. But anybody can do 500 words in a day if you find the time. So even if you right. got a nickel and dime it, I don't think that you should ever just set aside your writing, especially if you have a passion for it. So just keep working on Crystal Alexis regardless and drop them books how you feel like you're going to drop them. Absolutely. Thank you so much. That was great advice. Thank you. You're Absolutely. welcome. Oh, and Crystal, <laughs> um, before you leave, um, I know you're an author, and we definitely believe in, in promoting other folks. So tell the people where they can go to purchase your books. It's Christmas time, girl. They might want to purchase some, so tell them where they can go. <laughs> hey! <laughs> you can go find me on my books on Amazon at Crystal Lexus. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Have a good one. Thank Thanks, you for Crystal. calling in. You do the same. Thank you. Take care. All right. Awesome, 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 awesome. And, um, of course, um, if you're on the line, you can go ahead and press 1 if you got some questions or comments or just want to show uh, LaSonia some love this afternoon. Or um, feel free to call in. The number is 347-326-9139 is the number. And, of course, um, you know, it's just amazing to see um, you blossom just over the years. And just the amount of time um, that I've known you, I've always been impressed um, by your worth, work ethic um, and how much you put into what you do, um, not only for your own brand, but to help and support others as well. And uh, I'm mm-hmm. definitely looking forward. I'm looking forward uh, to you uh, producing those that, those films and, and getting those Thank things you. out here um, so that people have the opportunity to see your craft um, in the greater works and so forth. And so at the end of the day, um, what would be, what is your words of advice or something you may personally have learned um, this year um, that you want to share um, with the listeners out here moving forward into a brand new year? Oh, my goodness. Get you some mean friends. (laughs) (laughs) Because I have become very close within the last year to uh, T.N. Jones, and uh, Robin, um, formerly known as Robin Chanel, and um, they are straight savages like me, <laughs> but they have no problem in randomly calling or popping up in the inbox, especially T.N. Jones, and she's from mm-hmm. Alabama, so she's very country. She's a Bama for real, 
And she has no problem popping up and going, so where your word count at? So what are we doing tonight? What's the word count go? And I had the flu recently, and she called me at um, 11 o'clock at night. <laughs> she told me she knew I was on and off medication, so I should have been up. And she just basically called to let me know, you know, you better not be at the computer because you're sick. But yeah. then, you know, she saw the status about me breaking my fever, and she hit the line, and she was like, so what's the word count go for today? What? what? <laughs> I'm in the bed. But always get some people in your corner that will, will always unapologetically light some type of fire under you to keep you going. Because if you got a team full of yes men and, mm-hmm. and people mm-hmm. would rather just sit back and watch the drama and the fireworks and, you know, they cool with that, you don't need those people. I've had those people before. You don't need them. You need some people who are going to drag you out of bed, even if you got a 102 fever, and tell you to go get it, regardless. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And, um, of course, for the folks out here um, who want to be able to connect with you as far as social media um, or go and purchase um, your books, tell them um, where they can go to do all of that. Oh, that's simple. On Amazon, you can always search LaSonia Renee, L-A-C-O-N-I-A-R-E-N-E. Um, or you can always go to my Sunny Giovanni page because I also, you know, uh, promote the LaSonia Renee books there. Or if you don't want to do any of that, you can always go to the Major Key Publication Facebook page, also on Instagram because, our publisher promotes like day and night. We don't even know when she sleeps. But whatever, everybody needs that kind of publisher. Um and I think Twitter as well. So yeah, I'm I'm all over the place. Everybody from major key publications <laughs> all over the place. By the way, happy release day, Brion. And I hope I pronounced <laughs> your name right because I hate when people pronounce my name wrong. <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. And I'm so glad that you um, chose the show to come by and share with us um, not only um, your book, but also the transformations and transitions um, that you have made. Uh, not only as an author, um, but uh, just as a person. You know, sometimes we don't always get to see um, those authentic people, um, especially when it comes to social media. Uh, sometimes we're 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 looking and dealing with other folks, um, but nevertheless, I'm glad that you chose to come on here and share with us. And uh, we definitely look forward to uh, what you plan on to produce. Um, in 2018 uh, for the folks out here. Um, And so you got any final um, thoughts you want to share with the listeners? Let's see. Any final thoughts? Uh, Long live the savages because only the strong survive, especially in this business. Um, Whatever you want, I advise you work to get it. Period. Mm-hmm. If you want it, go get it, baby. It's out there for you. It's enough for everybody to eat. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely well said. And once again, uh, thank you so much for coming on here. Continue to support uh, the beautiful Butterfly Show and the platform. We definitely appreciate of course. you uh, for always coming through um, and sharing with us and, and just um, pouring into us. 
um, as a radio station. And so we definitely appreciate you. And we're looking forward uh, to what's in store uh, for you in 2018. And I know we'll definitely be hearing more from you and look forward to having you um, back on the show again soon. Of course, of course. Thank you so much, Bianca. You are welcome. I hope you have a fantastic rest of your day and uh, Merry Christmas and, and all those great things. Thank you. It's nap time. Bye, y'all. Yes. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> all right, you guys. Uh, that is Lasagna Renee, um, also known as Sunny Giovanni. You guys, go connect with her on Facebook. Uh, you would definitely love um, all of the things that she shares um, just so transparently uh, with her readers and folks who are connected with her, you guys. And so uh, with that said, you guys, we're going to get ready to get out of here. Uh, but if you want to be a guest on the Beautiful Butterfly Show, all you have to do is submit your information to thebfly.show at gmail.com. And uh, we would love, 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 love uh, to hear from you and all of those great things. And so with that said, folks, we're going to get ready to get out of here. I am B-Fly. You guys have a very merry, merry Christmas. And I'll see you in the new year. The Beautiful Butterfly Show would like to thank you for tuning in. Please be sure to follow us on Instagram. That's at Instagram.com forward slash The Beautiful Butterfly Show. Also on Facebook.com forward slash The Beautiful Butterfly Show. And last but certainly not least, you can also catch up with us on Twitter. That's at Twitter.com forward slash The Beautiful Butterfly Show. And thank you once again for tuning in on behalf of the Vibration Radio Network. Did you?
for you to show me what it's hitting for. Sip a little jack, maybe blow a little drop. Love you from behind, but I hate to see you go. Oh, oh, oh. Come on, give me that green light. You can let your hair hang down. We're only if it feels right. Give me that green light, green light, don't you say 